Thanks to Raycon wireless earbuds for supporting the morning stream. Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash morning stream. Coming up on TMS, Jim Rayner, the female Pez dispenser. The hot tub was blocked by a tree. 99.9% not political. Depest mode. Toad vomit. It's the jam. Machete crossing. Thrown pickle causes a big deal. Peeing between Sam Goody and Walden Bucks. Hunting wabbits with a scythe. 100 quatloos for the newcomer. Sometimes they invent gravity. Sometimes it's toad vomit. The problem is your foo, not the pandemic. Yogi bear territory. Tiny little puna. John Bonham Carter. She's and more a- on this episode of <laughs> The Morning Stream. Therapy Thursday. Remember, you're only working for this marshmallow temporarily. I need to punch something. Don't move, Batman. You either, bird girl. The Morning Stream. The Morning Stream with Scott and Brian and a caveman. Welcome everybody to the Moan and Scream. It's uh, Scott Johnson here with Brian Nibbett over there. Good morning, Brian. Hi, Scott. Hi. Hello. How's it going? You all right? You doing okay? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm good. It's uh, Thursday mornings always feel like the... The calm after the storm for me because Wednesdays are such a um, a crap show. I actually slept last night, which is shocking. How I did too, did and you? I haven't even yeah. gotten all my oleamide yet. <laughs> Your oleamide combo. Oleamide. Yes, I've gotten. I've got. I did some melatonin and chamomile. Mm. Sometimes it'll do it, right? That'll fix your. Uh, mm. That'll fix your Sometimes, right up. Exactly. Yep. I think what I did was the thing I should do, which is, I got in bed, I grabbed a book. I read it till my eyes felt sleepy, and then That's I good. went the f to sleep. The book is the way to do it, man. Yeah. The book is uh, is far better than you know than Futurama. As much as I love uh, Bender and Fry and Farnsworth and Leela and, yeah. and the rest and, and the rest. <laughs> yeah, those guys well, are great. Zoidberg. Yeah, um, <laughs> Zoidberg's a hard voice to do, but you do it. He really is. Uh, I I attempt it. I don't know if I do it, but I. But, but I, you're good at getting that back of the throat thing going. I can't do that. It's the, yeah, it's the. Uh, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's kind of like a. You just place your tongue kind of between your teeth, but flatten it out wide, and you talk like this. And then you know, and you. I need to. I need oh, to hear it before I can do it. I it's, can't uh, do it. Uh, I can't even. I know because it, it starts sounding like. Um, who's the guy that the Ardvark? You know, the Anthony Ardvark. Mason, Jackie Mason. It oh, starts sounding yeah. like Jackie Mason. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the, he's definitely affecting that kind of um, yes. old Jewish grandpa thing when he does. He absolutely birth. is. Yeah. Jackie Mason is everybody's old Jewish grandpa. Did he die? <laughs> he's not with us, right? He dead. Jackie Mason. Uh, he's I bet he's dead. not because he looked like he was close to death when I was a kid. <laughs> he has to be dead. He is still alive. He's 92 years old, living in Sheboygan. Really? <laughs> really? Jackie Mason's still alive. Wow. 90, what'd you I say? I saw it. We're going to have to dig in that hole. I cut it. <laughs> you had that great Simpsons uh, episode where he played Krusty's dad. Remember that? That was a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here it is. 92 years old. There's a photo here old. where he looks like he's melting. Oh, yeah. He doesn't. 
he's had some work done. And that work yeah. is falling off. It's falling off. Gravity. We're kind of going to Yogi Bear territory. <laughs> All right. Jackie Mason. Glad to check in with him. Can't believe yeah, he's alive. but he's still alive. I was sure he had died. I don't know why. I was sure of it. I was too. Like I said, I... He looked like he was close to death when we were kids. Yeah. Stay away from the road. That's That's right. Yes. All right. He's in a plastic bubble somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Wrapped in plastic. You got to be. At that age. Uh You got to be. All right. Wrapped in plastic. Keep me away from the corona. Who who was it just died at 90 something? uh, But it was it was all natural causes. But who was that? Then I was like, so sad. What was that? It's like a couple days ago. We weren't on the show. It was on an off day for us. And it was someone who died. It wasn't ninety six. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Jerry Stiller. I don't. It was ninety something. Oh, Fred Willard, probably. No, not Fred Willard. That was another one, though. Um, that was that was a bummer. Um, uh, the Pointer Sister. Uh, the uh, guy from Sweet. I know who it is. Dude <laughs> from Seinfeld, who was George's boss. Uh, that looked like the guy. Uh, look like oh I can't think of the real the other guy's name but he's that actor that looks like um how how why the San, streets of San Francisco actor uh, Carl Malden yeah Carl Malden's evil tw- like twin he looks like his oh twin. the guy the the guy that um got ticked off when George was trying to do the the charity like basically the the uh, taking Festivus off kind of thing. <laughs> That guy? Yes, the one that worked at the Yankees. It was his. He was the guy who was in charge of him. Not not the one that was. Not the oh, other guy. All okay. of George's no, bosses have died. Actually, now I think about it, all of George's bosses <laughs> have passed away. Well, Larry, Larry, not Larry Miller. Larry uh, Sanders. Larry, geez, David is still with us. <laughs> Larry Sanders. Larry Sanders is definitely not with us. No, no, but okay. So that's a good point. However, he was not his ultimate boss. His boss, the people he reported to. Was the Carl Malden looking guy? Right, right. Yeah, Richard Hurd. Richard Hurd. That's it. He just died. Richard Hurd. Yeah, I like that guy. He was in a lot of film sack movies he was, too. He was another V guy. We were talking so much about Mark Singer and Jane Badler from V. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Hurd was like the head of the V. He was the captain of the V aliens. The aliens. Oh, I thought he he wasn't a good human. He was a he was an alien man. No, he was an alien. He was because I remember him showing up in the red V costume yeah oh that'd be fun cosplay right the v you think anyone would know what it is v anymore uniforms? you think you'd wear that and people would go oh yeah i v. think you show up you show up to dragon con wearing that and people are taking pictures with you especially if you have the big dumb sunglasses yeah they're like the flat blue blocker looking sunglasses <laughs> brian i would donate to this cause for you to dress up like the v aliens oh I'd, yeah i would I'd, I'd be all over that all right i'm in Let's do this, guys. GoFundMe.com slash Brian. Where, <laughs> Make it? a lot of pastries that look like uh, uh, guinea pigs and eat them during the day. Like, you know. Yeah, just walk ah. around. Just eating yeah. rodents all day. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Gummy rats or something. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, he died and I felt bad. Yeah, what was the point well, of that, though? Oh, I have a question. This is a dog question. If we have any dog whisperers out there or even uh, Brian, if you have some thoughts on this, it would be great because um, okay. it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's only getting worse, so I don't know what this means. But uh, so Rainer, my uh, Jim Rainer, the female dog, dog, my pet, my pet dog, you know, yeah. uh, when I take <laughs> when I when I take her out in the morning to pee. Well, let me give you the contrast first. When I take Boomer out okay. to pee, Boomer immediately goes right out, squats, pees, comes back. 
There's no waiting. There's no. She knows exactly what she's there for. She just knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. Rainer goes out there, stretches five or six times, then mm-hmm. stares at me, mm-hmm. then lays down and looks at me. Mm-hmm. I keep going, Rainer, go pee, go pee, go pee, go pee. And she looks at you like, nope, I'm laying in the grass. Yep, just looks at me like she doesn't care. And then I'm like, Rainer. And then she'll get up on her feet and go, Rainer! and then run behind me <laughs> and then run back in front of me. And then maybe at this point, now she's in the sniff mode. So she's, uh-huh, she's okay. sniffing and now she's pacing sniffing, going trying to find a spot. And then she'll kind of half squat for a second, but not quite. And then she'll pick up again and keep looking like she's the guy OCD about the sniffing. And she'll do this for sometimes, and I'm not kidding, five long, solid minutes of doing that, of just sniff, 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 and like pacing back and forth in about a three foot area. And then finally, she'll drop to the ground and go, and she makes this noise. She goes, like that. (laughs) And pees. Okay. And so what I'm wondering is, is there a way to snap her out of the weird ritual of like, pace, 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 sniff, 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 pace, pace, whereas her her sister dog, Boomer, there just goes out, pees, goes in. Yeah. How do I do that? Um, I can't see. Well, let me it. ask you this, Scott. Um, do you pee as fast as you did when you were a teenager? Yeah. I get right in there and go. Really? Yeah. Like, all right, you walk right into a, let's, you're at the mall. Remember what the malls are like? Remember malls, I remember Scott? malls, yeah. There were communal spaces right there, with people in them. Right there between the Sam Goody and the Walden Bucks, there's a, a bathroom that you... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right I remember those. the Spencers and the uh, Hickory Farms. Those were great times, those malls. Those were great times. And you go in the bathroom and you just like, pew, you're done. Like oh, yeah. you're... you're in all right. No yeah. problem. I like... I don't have any kind of... If I have to pee, I, I pee. I'm good. These days, uh, it's it's. I feel more like Jim Rayner. I get into the bathroom. I stretch. I walk around <laughs> circles. I sniff for a while. Then I lay down on the floor. <laughs> Look and I'll get people. up and I'll, and I'll <laughs> you'll start sniffing around again. And and then when you finally go, you go. <laughs> exactly. It's 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 all that. So you're yeah. like that guy I saw in the movie theater bathroom that had his head up <laughs> against the wall and just stood there for a long oh, time. <laughs> no, thank God I'm not like that. Okay. That seems feel bad for that guy there is there is no the less contact with anything i can make in that bathroom <laughs> the better yeah, i understand completely so anyway the, the 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 deal the deal there is i don't know what to do like she yeah, and it's i think it's just her well, and she's neurotic a little bit she's she's a spaz she so but she's not she's not initiating the i need to go out and pee thing right it's like all right, it is this time I have to go down and do a show or go down and do some work. But before I do that, you're going to go down and pee. So let's do that right now. Uh, right? That's combi- combination going. of both. So sometimes it's me just saying you need to get out and pee because it's time to eat in the morning or out of the kennel. You've been in the kennel all night, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's her at the door going, I need to go. Oh, really? And okay, I'll let her out. So- and she still does the thing and takes forever. Jeez. All right. Well, in that case, yeah, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell her. Well, you're, you're, you've got an enclosed... Do you have an enclosed lawn? Yeah, yeah, it's closed. And back she, there. so she can, you could just let her back there, let her do all of her shenanigans, and then I could. Except here's the problem: Kim's got mm-hmm. um, some tomatoes and some other stuff growing back there, and they're they're not a problem. But the dogs are really attracted to the uh, chicken-based manure thing they she uses to make it all mm-hmm. grow. What's well, not manure? What, what do you what do you call that when you chicken? Um, what do you call yeah, it for it's like, plants? It's called. You're putting in fertilizer, fertilizer, fertilizer. Yes. 
So um, they like that. We're so we're supposed to watch that so they don't eat the eat the fertilizer well, and stuff. So let me make another recommendation from the chicken family. Maybe a little bit of chicken wire around the tomato plant so you can just let the dog out and not. Uh, <laughs> Have take up your. I'm gonna basically have you rearrange your whole backyard <laughs> so that you don't have to sit there and watch the dog sniff around. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's killing me is the contrast because she's she's this hyperactive half uh, yeah. greyhound. She's got Italian greyhound blood in her, which means she's always on fire, always ready to roll, always ready to bolt, really athletic. So she has that energy, and I think that's just mm-hmm. part of her breed. Boomer, on the other hand, is like 18 different dog mixes. And she's just like, derp a derp, I'm a dog. <laughs> derp a derp, you know, she's just a dog. Yeah. Dog ass dog. But 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 Rainer, not so much. Anyway, it's just frustrating because of the contrast. I think if it was just still Rainer, she'd mm-hmm. be less it would be less of a thing I would notice because back when it was just her, I didn't really think about it. Sure. Yeah. But Boomer's just like, hey, does Boomer did Boomer eat? Yeah, okay, let's put her out. Poop. She just poops immediately. <laughs> Bring her in. Rainer? Nope. In fact, Rainer this yeah. morning. As she's digging around to pee, she hears a neighbor move in the back thing behind us, and she goes, turns around and goes, Rawr! and her and her middle her ridge goes up, and a tiny little poo mm. nugget went flying out of her butt. Just a little poo nugget. <laughs> love that. I love that she has no control. She's just like like a little Pez dispenser, like yeah, Dang! yeah. It was like <laughs> it a little, right and it just shot out like a little like a little ball, like a little bean. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I looked at her, and go, I know you need to go. What are you doing? What are you holding this for? What do you think you need to keep this for? Go, just go. Right. Anyway, uh, Rainbow Bright has a good suggestion. Take them out on packed walks, like together, as opposed to one at a time. Maybe, maybe you know, you take them both out at the same time, and and. Uh, well, I've tried that. It's not them. a bad idea. I've tried that. The problem is, so we, we do walk them together all the time, and they're fine out on walks. Like they'll both, you know, do their business yeah. while we're walking. Um, but when they're just in the yard, you put them out together. They, they think that's wrestle time. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. And now neither of them will do what they're supposed to do. Yes, because right, exactly. Nope. Let's chase. Let's play. Yay! Yeah. So Daisy's anyway. Daisy's deal is uh, we take her for a walk, and there are certain places. All right, there's the there is the uh, the sign on the path where somebody hangs bags for people who need to need poo bags, and I can't I can't even remember what the actual sign is. There is a sign on there. But I don't know what it says. Yeah. Um, but she has to stop there, sniff it, and pee on it. Then we have to stop at this little brick corner thing. She has to sniff that and pee on it. <laughs> and it's basically like um, maybe about eight places. And by the eighth place, she's and she does this thing where she doesn't just squat. Most most uh, female dogs squat. Most yeah. male dogs lift a leg. Yeah. She squats and lifts a leg. Oh, so she's kind of doing this like Cirque du Soleil balancing <laughs> balancing act yeah. with uh, a squat with one leg straight out That's and by weird. the last one you know she's just she's just blowing air on the floor on the on the grass <laughs> but um but yet she's still like we'll we'll walk her and we're like okay you've got nothing left in you <laughs> right you're just blowing um, dust out of there now just blowing dust out of there but she's still like oh no no right here right here and she'll like dig her heels into the ground like you're trying to walk her and she's like nope i'm stopping right here yeah and we you know we can give her a yank and it's like no no you're you're done you're they you know, you've it. exhausted your your stops what i've used up all your stops i think we're dealing with like ancient wolf uh instincts that they just don't know how to stop like rainer does this thing where she, if she poops 
she'll do the mm-hmm. berry thing, you know, the kick and berry. Oh yeah, I love that. The but kick she'll do it. She'll do angry. it like nine miles away from where she poops. <laughs> you know, and she humps pillows. Huh. She's a freaking female. Like, what are you doing? What are you? What kind of dog are you? And I think what happens is there's like deep seated, way down there. You know, supposedly bred out of them a long time ago, but there's a little sure. bit of like old dog, a bit of, right? And they just can't help it. They just got to do what the old dogs did. You know, their ancestors. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Daisy sounds like Boomer though. She sounds like a Boomer. Yeah, dog. very similar. Daisy's you know nervous. Well, Daisy's got a little bit of Rainer Jim Rainer in her too. She's got the nervous thing. Like if there's any sort of fireworks or doorbell she just gets she goes crazy she goes she gets really scared when there's fireworks or things like that and uh see that surprises me i've got rainer does the doorbell thing mm-hmm. she'll bark and freak out because she's excited because yeah. she thinks it's somebody cool but the but the fireworks thing it's like they're not yeah. even happening not at that oh man i'm envious of that i don't know how or why even i'm a little nervous so, about them going off i'm like oh those sound so- like gunfire <laughs> so envious because yeah. it's like we yeah you know, she starts shivering she's pacing she's driving us nuts because she's constantly getting up and pacing we have a thunder shirt we have um calming meds that the vet gave us we try everything and mm-hmm. none of that stuff works do you have uh, the t- do you have the did you say you I, maybe you just said it the thunder shirt yeah oh, is that, that what that's called shirt. i always forget the name of it it's like a tight it's um, basically like a weighted blanket for dogs <laughs> and does she have without it if there's actual thunder does that is that a thing too or Oh, she freaks, freaks out on thunder too. Yeah. yeah. So, so as soon as we see any sort of rain or any sort of like heavy clouds coming in, it's like, okay, get the thunder shirt. Let's give her a pre, let's give her a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, the, cause the stuff takes a while to, to, to take effect. So we have to give her the meds from the vet a little bit early to kind of have them kick in. But 4th of July, yeah. we haven't gone out for 4th of July in years. Mm. And it's usually like, all right, what's a good loud action movie that we want to see? Let's watch it in the basement full volume. <laughs> with the dog down here. It'll be fine. With the dog down here, exactly. Wow. Does she? How yeah. is she with sirens? Because that's Rainer's siren call, literally. She um, loves it. You know, doesn't seem to have an issue with sirens. Ruby was great with sirens. She would go out there and howl and it'd be this horrible, like, ooh, yeah. like this really... That's how Rainer is. She's great. You'll I'll, Mariah I'll be in Carey here. 2020 versus Mariah Carey 1996 kind of howl. <laughs> I'll I'll be in here like uh like um you know doing a show or something even on here like I think even yesterday morning doing TMS and I'll suddenly hear this in the background and there's no barking before it's like it starts like sure. this it goes. <laughs> like that just hold it and hold it and hold it and boomer won't do it she doesn't have she just sits there looks annoyed like what are you why are you doing that they couldn't be more different dogs it's like it's it really is the odd couple of dogs and it's it's got its challenges i can say that i guess speaking of dogs we got a uh, email from fabian speaking of dogs yeah (laughs) poor fabian yeah poor fabian um on the topic of pit bulls, we were talking about pit bulls and how they're sweet and how can anyone think they're terrible Mm -hmm. and why are they banned in the uk and all that so, hey, Scott and Brian, it just so happens that locally yesterday on the very day you talked about pit bulls on the show, <clears throat> locally we had a woman who was killed by her dog, which happened to be a pit bull. I imagine this will be sparking quite a debate in our province. Uh, let's see. We even had people keeping their kids inside the house because the police warned about a dangerous dog on the loose. I have no idea why the dog was aggressive. Uh, we may end up finding uh, some things out after it's investigated. I do think that we need to remember that most dogs were historically bred for a working purpose, not just pets. We have border collies for herding sheep and refuse to sell to people who live in apartments and towns because they really need the activity. 
I learned that the hard way with a mm-hmm. had an Australian sheepdog that could not be contained. And his mm-hmm. name his name was uh, he was he also had a um, he had a Battlestar Galactica name. It was Hilo. Hilo was his name. <laughs> Hilo, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. and Hilo would not. We had to end up giving him to a guy who had a farm where he could run. Yeah, because... that's the same with. Uh, we we would have loved to have gotten a Weimaraner, but those things require so much physical activity outdoors that uh, you've got to pick a dog that matches your own lifestyle. That's true. That's why I th- sometimes I think Rainer Rainer gets the zoomies, but uh-huh. but also she's a very cuddly, sit on the couch and put her head on you kind of dog. So. She's just weird. I don't. She doesn't count. I can't count her among normal dogs. <laughs> She's freaking funky, dude. But anyway, sure. uh, it says here there's an article about the issue and blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows in that particular case what that dog's deal was? Um, a dog killing its own owner. To me, that seems like maybe something's wrong. <laughs> Not with just the dog. I mean, the situation. Something's up there. Right. Yeah. Who I would, knows? If I would have to know more. Uh, mistreating the dog or whatever but i don't think scary. this is like you know uh tiger king Just where suddenly one switched, of those cats right out. a little like uh right a little switched uh flicked in, inside its head and yeah. i'm gonna kill somebody I, d- I doubt that but who knows hopefully uh hopefully none of you are dealing with dogs that want to kill you okay all right yeah <laughs> uh one oh uh one f- other note about the dog thing so um yeah. yesterday when i went out to have them pee and, and every morning it's sort of a similar situation with Rainer. I got to kind of coax her into it, kind of, you know, sternly tell her to do it over there using my you pointer. You have to make it sound like it's her idea. Huh? Yeah. Like you have to inception. All of that. Inception. But here's the problem. We have these very nice neighbors, really cool people. Love these guys next door to us. They moved in, yeah. I don't know, a year ago. And they've been great. Just great. Young couple, probably, I don't know, early 30s. No kids, but a bunch of little yippy dogs. And they're just really nice. And they also put in a hot tub. At the same time they put <clears throat> a hot tub tub in, we had a tree removed. And it just so happens that the tree we had removed blocked our view of where the hot tub would be. But because we had the tree removed, now I have full view of the hot tub. Mm. Which means, and we're also elevated a little higher than they are. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if they're out there in the hot tub and I come walking out, I'm just like, there they are in the hot tub and here I am looking yeah. at them. And I look like the weird neighbor because of that. Now, we know them and they laugh and it's fine. But of yesterday, course. I didn't notice she was in there. The sun is out and I'm kind of holding my hand up because it's blaring and I'm walking out like this. And I'm like, Rainer, go freaking pee. I'm sick of waiting for you to pee. Go pee. And right in the middle of me saying all this, go pee, I peek up out of the corner of my eye. And there's the neighbor lady in the hot tub just looking at me going, hey, what's going on? (laughs) Just watching you. Ah, I hate it. I hate it. I wish that tree was there. You think that they would, man, like they'd situate in the hot tub. It's like, well, we don't have that tree anymore. Let's situate so that we're facing something that's not just directly looking at our neighbor. <laughs> I, I think what I think what happened was the timing was just really bad. They put it in as we tore the tree down, and I remember mm-hmm. that weekend them coming over the fence, going, "Oh, so what? Uh, what's going on with that tree?" And I said, "Oh, it's dying. It's like uh, it's dead. All these needles are falling off already. It's supposed to be fall when that happens. This thing is dead, and it, and it got one of those beetles that are around here, I guess, that just kill pines. They just kill them." And so yeah. we're like, we got to cut it down. And they're like, oh, okay, well. Yeah, I could tell in their voice at the time, they were like, oh, crap, that was our cover for this place that we put our now 5 billion pound hot tub full of water. It's now sitting right. there. You can't just easily move it. You <laughs> yeah, know? we're not moving the hot tub. Right. Yeah. So I feel a little uh, bad about that. What about putting up a new tree? We thought about that, but then 
that sounds like work and money, and I don't want to do that. Just look for look for another spot on your yard where you've got a little glowy uh, circle, a little glowy point. Mm-hmm. Dig that up. Yeah. Uh, and then dump $10,000 into that glowy circle, bury it again. Right. And take the sprout that comes up and then bury like that right there between you and the neighbors. And then when that grows into a money tree, then it'll uh, also give you money and it'll um, block the view of the neighbors. Now, how long, how many days should I wait for that to grow? How long will that take, do you think? Uh, four days. Okay, four days. so four days to do that. And, four days. and the money, does the money keep growing back or do I just get the money? The no, you just get it the one time. Okay. Gosh, but dude. it does triple your money. So if you bury $10,000, you'll get 30000 guaranteed. Well, I you could try more. Sometimes you get more, yeah. but sometimes you don't. Yeah, and, it's a little uh, bit of a gamble. That game. It's a little bit or of a gamble. Yeah. yeah, shoot, I gave it away. It's a game. I gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a game. <laughs> for, the, for those who are seriously confused about what we're talking about, if you play Animal Crossing, this all makes sense. If you don't, this is the most weird conversation we've ever had. I think I got to get my mom on Animal Crossing. Your mom would probably like it. I, feel, I think she would really like it. Yeah. I think she needs she needs a distraction right now. I feel like that game transcends generations pretty well and is a mm-hmm. kind of game that people who don't normally play games could enjoy and yeah i think she'd probably really like it you'd be probably a nice would. son if you got her a copy of I, that. yeah because i'd have to get her a switch too i'd be the best oh, son ever is who what i'd be i forgot yeah you have to have the switch to play it. you have to have a switch that's kind of a requirement <laughs> plus it's really hard to get i was a friend of mine asked me yesterday hey you know where i can get a switch light they're nowhere and i'm like i thought they were back in stock nope they're gone everywhere nobody can get a switch right now so a bummer but i got my yellow one that's a nice nice i like the yellow i saw a, a video of danny trejo uh danny trejo plays animal crossing yeah he's into which, it which is the best thing ever yeah and he's like uh yeah, here's oh i cut another butter my pockets are full of butterflies <laughs> oh, look i made a taco truck over here <laughs> i love it i love the idea that that tough <laughs> spent time in prison tough guy Yes. With a billion tattoos and pockmarked to hell, looking like he could tear right. you to pieces, is playing the, the yeah, most innocent game in the world. Muscle Beach on my beach. <laughs> and you gotta have a boombox in Muscle Beach. <laughs> kind of is all right. He is kind of sounding a little bit like Jew, like a Jewish grandpa. I don't have a. I have not workshopped my Danny Trejo. You don't have a Danny Trejo yet. All right. There's always Ooh. time. Don't worry about it. But somebody the had switch it. light doesn't have rumble. No, there's no rumble on switch light. <sighs> That's how you. Uh, that's how I fish. I can't do the. I'm watching the, the hook going underwater thing. I really? basically. Oh, I throw the throw the line in, and then I like away, and it's like you feel. You just feel a little bit of a eh, or a, uh, and as soon as you feel the, uh, that's when you hit the button. Oh, that seems nice. I guess it happens. Fishing on, is um, fishing is so much better for me with the with the rumble. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, with the control, the pro controller would have rumble, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Use the pro controller. Yeah, I could do yeah. that, but um, but yeah, I, d- I just do it visually. I never have trouble catching them though. I just as soon as you see the water splash, you just go. Sure. So it's not too bad. Even with if the you sound get used off. To it that way, then it's probably yeah. Just- Even with the sound off, and I'm ignoring people. Uh, like my wife's telling me a big story, and I don't know what she's saying. I can still tell when the fish is down. <laughs> don't tell her I said that. All right. Uh, <laughs> one final note here from Blue, who wrote in and says, Billions Season 5, Episode 1, had a bunch of really good moments and messages that feel really timely in case you guys stopped watching. Still an awesome show. I've never seen a single episode yeah. of Billions. I never started watching Billions, let alone stopped watching Billions. But I hear good things about it, and I love uh, Giamatti, so yeah, uh, you know, it's not something that I've stayed away from intentionally. Is that on... Um, Showtime, Showtime, Cinemax? yeah. As far Showtime. as as far as I know, that may be the only 
really great show on Showtime right now. Maybe. I mean, what, yeah. uh, what's its name? Or what's the thing with what's her name? Ended? Uh, <laughs> Homeland? Homeland? Homeland ended, I yeah. think. Homeland ended uh, and um, what's the, uh, the one with the, uh, the people in it? <laughs> Uh, shameless shameless you knew what i was talking yeah. about when i said the i people knew with the it. people yes oh yeah the one with the people yes and that's uh, done the gallagher or... family the problem with that that's still on but um they've had so much cast turnover at least the cast turnover that i care about is is gone so oh i didn't know that the main the main character main actress that's not william h macy the the, the oldest daughter she left and it's like eh. yeah no big deal huh um what else uh homeland shameless billions ray donovan still going on oh ray donovan i forgot about that people like that people like that um is kidding back because i liked kidding the jim carrey did you ever see that no no what is that oh my god it's so good he plays like a mr rogers type character um that kind of goes off the deep end Oh wow! Okay, and it's, it's a, so good. And yeah, it's, it's, but it's a—it's not like a documentary thing. It's an actual Jim Carrey. No, no, role. no, it's an actual Jim Carrey. He plays a—he basically plays a uh, like a like a kids TV show host, and his wife is his ex-wife is with somebody else, or maybe his wife is cheating on him, or and it's um, called kidding. Just basically everything all goes wrong, and he kind of still maintains it somewhat for the show, but the, even the show kind of takes a dark. Oh, look at this cast too. Frank Langella, yeah. Judy Greer. This is good. Judy Greer, um, uh Mary or not Mary, what's her name? Um Mary Mary Quiet Control. Wife. Uh she was in Forty Year Old Virgin. Um well, why am I forgetting her name? Catherine Keener. Oh, okay. She's great. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a really good show. This is highly rated as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna have yeah. to check it out. I think out. I think Showtime Showtime might be one of those things where it's like, all right, when you've gotten to the point where you've binged the things that you want to see on on Hulu or Disney Plus or HBO Max, I guess on those we're pretty much locked in because we pre-bought three years. But um, it might just be like, all right, Showtime, we're gonna binge all the stuff we want to see on Showtime right yeah. now in <laughs> one month. Yeah, <laughs> and just take advantage of the uh, take advantage of the the free month or the cheap month well it looks like um season two oh, is any dreadful is, oh yeah 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 that's too. over though that's, right they don't do that anymore over there the new season that's not them though somebody it's, else is doing that. it's new it's showtime it's not uh ava green but it's a new series and it stars uh dormer um, oh natalie dormer natalie dormer i like her um, Game of Thrones, I do too. Yeah, she's cool. I dig her. Hubba, hubba. Yeah. Hubba. <laughs> hubba, hubba. There's something about her. Hard to hard yeah. to put your finger on why she's so interesting, but she is. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so there is a season two of Kidding. It's uh Yes. Uh, this it's airing now, I guess, right? I think so, or just ended, just wrapped. All right. I, I'm interested in that. Okay, well I take it back. I guess Showtime has some cool shows. I Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just for whatever reason I thought they good luck, good luck binging five seasons of billions uh in one month though. <laughs> uh, well it's not too long, right? Like ten episodes a season or something. I small. don't know. Yeah, it might might be short seasons. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, some of that might even be available on Netflix. Sometimes you get that stuff that moves from That's true. 
It just feels like in all this ribble rumble to get like streaming services up and everybody competing mm-hmm. with each other, you just didn't hear much from Showtime. It just felt like they, no, uh, they have an really, app. Yeah, they said, we, we're good with our, we have our Showtime anytime, whatever it's called, our app. Um, mm-hmm. We're good. We're not going to like join forces with uh, uh, home and garden television and mm. create a new <laughs> streaming service. Exactly. I don't know. It's kind of funny how that works. All right. Well, yeah. we've done all we can do there. I think it's time for this. Whoops, this. This is the info we've been waiting for. Time for the news, brought to you by... Film Sack This Weekend, we finally, finally see Twister. There will be cats. Will you be there? Get details and sub up at filmsack.com. Very, very nice. All right, so let's held the story for a day or two because it's interesting to me. I think we maybe touched we touched on this yesterday. Yeah, did we talk about it? I guess we did. Mm-hmm. With, with Dunaway or something. Uh, with Nicole. Oh, yeah, we did, because I've been watching these. Okay, well, here's the okay. official word. Uh, new Looney Tunes cartoons ban Elmer Fudd from having a gun, but other mayhem is okay. So here's the part we didn't talk about. Uh, Elmer J. Fudd will not. Uh, will have to find another way to bag that wascally wabbit, Bugs Bunny, during hunting season, because in the updated Looney Tunes cartoon streaming service, and again, this is not them going back and retrofitting the old right. stuff. This is right. just the, their weird new series, which, honestly, I'm nervous to watch anyway, because they never get that stuff right. So no. We'll see. We're going to let Elmer Fudd keep his gun. <laughs> <laughs> it will it will continue to be Wabbit season now, let me across this great nation of ours. Let me tell you what just happened. You did a thing that was small, funny, and not political even. It was just like, hey, here's a public figure, and now you made a right, fun voice about him. But I'm going to get emails from people. <laughs> Who say that 90% of the show is politics based on that alone. <laughs> right. Yes. Because they exactly. cherry pick the hell out of this stuff and then they blow it way out of proportion and it drives me crazy. And I'm not saying, I, I say continue to do it. You should do it whenever right, you feel right. it. What I'm saying to yeah. them is quit being so unrealistic. If somebody makes a tiny voice and it took three seconds to do during the show, that does not <laughs> constitute your show's too political. It does Right, exactly. They need to measure it like my uh, internet host measures uptime. Right. We're 99.9% not political, but there's these... Uh, oh, it drives me crazy. Cool. Drives me yeah. crazy. I stopped listening to Scott's stuff yesterday because it's just too political. It's no, Brian made a... hard liberal. My, Brian made a voice. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I love the fact that, that because I did that, you're going to get the you're gonna get the emails. Oh, like, I totally will. I've, ha- I've had him. He's like, if you guys aren't doing a voice every day, I swear. I'm like, okay, freaking. Jeez. All right. All right. Anyway, you know so... What? Yeah. You know what? Let, let, take, some, take some of the heat off, Scott. Email me at... Uh, at Wah, and you can spell that with as many A's as you want because I own the domain. Wah uh-huh. at brianibbit.com. Like as it. many A's, W A A A A A. The the more you the the sadder you are about it, yeah. the more A's I want you to put in that in that wah at brianibbit.com. It's perfect. Thank you. It's perfect. Well done. It's true. I'm, I'm I'm dead serious. I have the domain. Whatever you put in there, I'll get. All right. <laughs> wah, wah, wah at all right, let's do this. Oh, where was okay. I? I don't remember. We were now. talking about uh, oh, yeah. Elmer Fudd. That's right. In the new classic cartoons, Fudd will still be hunting, but will use a scythe. Oh, my Lord. He's going to use a giant scythe. Is he really? I thought that was a joke. No. He's going to use a scythe like like the like death. <laughs> I'm Some, going to remove your head, Wabbit. <laughs> Disembody <laughs> you and take all your limbs. <laughs> uh, he's going he's gonna to walk into frame going, 
Yeah. And uh, Bugs Bunny's going to be hey, like, Hey, Bugs. <laughs> Good to see you, Bugs. <laughs> little, <laughs> have the side like hanging on his shoulder. Yeah. Honestly, I'd rather have a shotgun now. I think I'd, <laughs> think I'd prefer it. Baseball bat wrapped with barbed wire. That's right. It says, uh, we're not doing guns, says Peter Browngart, executive producer of the series. In an interview with the New York Times, he says, but we do cartoony violence, TNT, the Acme stuff, he says in his quote. Uh, Brown Guard added the cartoons will stay true to the originals, except for the gun part. Um, I always thought, what if Warner Brothers had never stopped making Looney Tunes cartoons? As much as uh, we could possibly could, we treated the production in that way. The modern versions will reflect modern sensibilities, he said. We're going through this wave of anti-bullying. Everyone needs to be friends. Everyone needs to get along. Looney Tunes is pretty much the antithesis of that. It's two characters in conflict, sometimes getting pretty violent. He's right. It is. Yeah. I guess they just won't do it with guns. So. <laughs> but... Uh... Elmer Fudd with a gun is a hunter. Elmer Fudd with a scythe is, is like a serial killer. Yeah. It's, it's, it puts the <laughs> hey, lotion on the hey. skin or it gets the pose he again. Let me have a bow and elbow because of that guy in Salt Lake City. <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> he's on, he's got two federal charges now. That dude's going to jail. It's bad. He, mm. he, he, he done goofed with that. You, you don't bring a freaking weapon like that and aim it at people and. I guess no. fire it twice, although they were terrible firings. But and he's not, nobody needs to hire him for their archery competition. I can promise you that. <laughs> but uh, definitely not. No big mess. <laughs> Here's a story about Isaac Newton. Okay, let's get let's get into the history and the science here. Isaac Newton proposed uh, curling. Sorry, curing plague. <laughs> not curling the plague. A curling plague. A curling plague, so that no one did curling in the Olympics ever again. Done. That's her story. No. Isaac Newton proposed curing plague with toad vomit, according mm. to new unseen papers. You ever seen papers? Now they're unseen. <laughs> unseen papers. Yeah. You ever unseen papers? Yes, unseen papers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, at it. look at it. It's on the Drudge Report. Look at it. It says, uh, it is not as bad as suggesting injections of disinfectant, but I... Oh, great. More emails. Uh, Isaac Newton's 17th century prescription for plague, which blended... <laughs> Powdered toad and toad because vomit. Because I mentioned the Drudge Report. No, no, no. Because this thing oh. says, uh, while not as not as bad as suggesting injections for a disinfectant, which is a oh, veiled okay, reference yeah, to something well, a certain yes. person told people. Send to your do. emails to theguardian.com. Guardian. Good luck with, good luck with that. Guardian.wa.coverville. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they mixed Wee. actual toads with the toad's vomit, and they formed little lozenges, little little suck-on units. Oh, good, because that's the thing you want to just have slowly dissolve in your mouth as opposed to yeah. just swallowing it and getting it over yeah. with. Mm, yeah, this is so good mm, all day. Ludens. Ludens toad vomit drops. <laughs> what flavor did you get? Oh, I got uh, regurgitated pl uh, plant life. What are you? Oh, I got uh, uh, pond moss. Yeah, mm. pond moss. Mm, it's so random that you never know what flavor you're going to get. Says here, two unpublished papers in Newton's notes on John Baptiste Van Hermont's 1967 book on plague, De Pesta, it's called. Mr. Which I think is like, I don't know, the pest? I don't know what that was. <laughs> the pestilence? Uh, the pestilence, John probably. Baptist, uh, Baptist Van Helmont De Pest. Yeah, His book know. on plague called De Pest must be. That's just somebody, De Pest mode. That's just somebody who has too many damn names. De Pest mode. Well, that's the name of his book, and I don't know how you. I don't know what it means. If I'm to guess, the pesta probably means the pestilence, right, Jet? Help me out here. 
Am I smart? Uh, how smart am I? P E S T E. What is it? What is it in French? Yeah. What do you? How do you French say? French us. French us. Uh, chat room. Or is it Spanish? No, it's French. Duh, duh is French, right? I don't know. Dude. Day, day, well, day can be Spanish, but in this case, I think it is. You know, uh, pestilence is what uh, Tally Zorel says. So it is pestilence. Pestilence. Yep, yeah. Look go. at me. Look at the brain on Brad. If my name is That's Brad. right. Anyway, is them um, toads or pestilence? There you go. These papers are about to be auctioned off by Bohams this week. I guess that's a auction thing. Never heard of Bohams. <laughs> you heard of Bohams? Never heard either. of that. No, I haven't heard of Bohams. They make a good tuna sandwich. Uh, anyway, I've heard of uh, Sotheby's. I've heard of uh, what's the other big the other big uh, auction? Oh, uh, oh, geez. Um, yeah, there's there's like a couple big auction things, but I've never heard of of. Um, Oh crap! What, what? Why can't we think Bonhams. of that? Bonhams, Bonhams, Christie's, Christie's, duh, Christie's. Yeah, Bonhams. I haven't heard. Yeah, Christie's Bonham is a. But I hear it's uh, you know, you can get a black dog uh, auctioned <laughs> off there. Is that or a custard or a custard pie or uh, um, what else? What else would they auction off at Bonhams? Uh, Helena, <laughs> Helena. They auction off Helena. A stairway. You could probably get a stairway. Yeah, you, get, you can get one Helena, one Carter. But you got to get the bottom. Oh, I see. I see where you're going. You see what I meant there? You're going the Helena Bottom Card. I was going John Bottom. Yeah. See, look at us with our name references. It's pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Pretty strong work there on mm -hmm. both our parts. No. Yeah. Anyway, they're going we're on gonna auction. Get, we're going to get emails now from Zeppelin fans. Perfect. Love hearing from those Zeppelin folks. Oh, Barclays. That's the other one. Barclays. Is that a thing? Yeah. Barclays is another um, another big auction house. Is that? Is that the auction house where the owner uh, <laughs> goes crazy in the holodeck? <laughs> yeah, just spends spends all his time in the holodeck making moves on people he shouldn't. That's right, is exactly. That, is that it? Okay. Uh, our next uh, auction uh, is going to be 25 minutes in the holodeck with a fake Deanna Troy. Uh, do I hear? Do I hear a hundred quatlus? How about a hundred quatlus? Oh my lord, that's awesome. Uh, all right, where the heck was I? Oh yeah. So yeah, Isaac Newton wants to see. Well, they don't always have these inventors. They don't always have good ideas. Yeah, no, right? they don't. They yeah. don't. Oh, it actually he, says later he it's fake called... sits under a tree and fake gets hit on the head with a fake apple and invents gravity. But uh, sometimes it's all toad vomit. Yep, you're not you're not wrong. Um, it says here uh, later uh, the notes include a case of a man who touched pestilent papers, immediately felt pain like a prickling needle, and developed a pestilence ulcer in the forefinger and died in two days. And this observation, uh, and in his observation, quote, places, uh, sorry, places infected with the plague are to be avoided. And then he goes on record to say, toad vomit, that's the jam. Get it. Put it in your butt and go. <laughs> it's the jam. Yeah. Toad vomit. It's the jam. It's the jam. It's the jam. Ugh. Ugh. All right. A Williamson man in Massachusetts, Williamson, sorry, Williamstown, Massachusetts. There you go. Not Williamson. Not that that's not that that part is relevant. Doesn't really matter that much, but I said it anyway. Uh, allegedly threw a pickle, a large one, at a highway worker. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story. This is great. A large pickle. A large pickle. In the quote, clearly a, a Clausen's. I don't think it was a. Uh, it's not a. <laughs> I don't think it was. It wasn't one of those uh, little cocktail pickles. No, that was a big Clausen's dill. Uh, do you like? Uh, you know what I like? I like the slivers, the the long mm. um, the sandwich, the long sandwich yes. uh, sliver oh, pickles. I could eat those I all day, and I like both the dill and I like the sweet. And the, the, the the bread and butter. Yeah, there's something about that format of pickle mm -hmm. cut that I can eat with almost anything. 
Yeah, but it's got to be. I mean, you can't, you can't like say I'm just gonna nosh on some uh, some long pickle slices because they're floppy. It's, you got to like, you'd have to hang them down like sardines. Oh, totally, because they're you flat. You got to put them in a sandwich. You got to put them in something. Yeah, but, chat uh, chat room saying spears. We're not talking the spears. We're talking sliced like paper, right. not paper, but you know, like planks. They're like, like pickle planks. Yeah, like planks, and they and they are floppy, so you can't. They don't. They have zero rigidity. They're super floppy. Right. And you put them on. You lay them out like on a, in a hot dog. They're perfect because you just jam. Oh, them in and a hot dog is great. Yeah, no kidding. Oh my gosh, I want a pickle right freaking now. <laughs> Do you not have pickles? Um, yeah, we probably actually probably I think have some I've of even those. got pickles that I've pickled myself. Dude, that sounds good too. Yeah. You, have you had pickled beets? You ever done that? I haven't done pickled beets. Um, oh. The neighbor has. Uh, I don't like. I don't even like beet. beets, but pickled beets, man. Oh yeah. So I mean, I've had them. I've never pickled them, but I've had them. Well, get on it. We're tired. On, of in it. Australia, you get those on your burgers. Slices of pickled beet. I'd eat that. I'd do that. Uh-huh. No problem, Australia. Oh, Australia's someone earlier asked about it. this hat. You can get this on the store, you guys. Frogpants.com slash store. Yeah. There's TMS hats and beanies and stuff. If you were, uh, I can't remember who asked, but someone asked. There it is. Oh, they're great. They're yeah. great. The beanies are great. The hats are great. Yep. It's all great. Beanie hats are great. great. Hat, great. hat hats great. are great. It's all great. Some say the best ever. TMS making hats great again. <laughs> I did get my first. I got my first email to wah at brianabit.com. He put the H. He he more like did the Farnsworth wah. Oh. Like he did the W H A A A A A A at brianabit.com. That's spelled wrong. Um, that's niche. not correct at all. No, but that's more like a wah at brianabit.com. Yeah. He just wanted me to have a lovely day. Thank you, Mitch. Oh, thanks, Mitch. Yeah. That was really See, sweet. No, no crying about my Trump impersonation. Yeah. Just uh, wanted me to have a good day. Thanks, Mitch. Good luck on your senatorial re-election this year. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the uh, incident occurred. Pickle, yeah. In- uh, the, so the, it's an assault charge because this guy threw this large pickle from the moving vehicle. It hit a Vermont highway worker. Incident occurred before 6 p.m. Monday. Uh, passenger in the southbound vehicle threw a object later determined to be a large pickle, it says in the police report. Hit the worker. Later determined to be like after, yeah. after a forensic investigation. Yeah. It was later determined to be a large pickle. After a very complex and deep investigation, turns out large pickle. Uh, it says that it, that it caused the worker pain. Caused him pain. That's I'd a- like to know how hard you have to throw a large pickle to cause pain because it feels like you're in a moving car. Yeah. Well, you know, the moving car adds some... Um, Adds some velocity itself to the pickle. Right, <laughs> that's right. There is some. There is perpetual motion happening with the, or not perpetual motion. What's that called? When you like a, a guy in space, he seems like he's just uh, floating uh, still. What's that centrifugal called? force or something? It's uh, it's not that, but it is a. It's one of those things. <laughs> Velocipickle, yeah. nice one. This Velocipickle. Get to the name. Get to this guy's is name. Is it velocity? Velocity. All right. Okay, anyway, agency. I was momentum. Yeah. Maybe it's inertia. momentum. Oh, inertia. Inertia. She was so good in. Uh, oh, she. Ladybird. Right. And when she played with Prince, man, I never got tired of it. <laughs> so many <laughs> different directions. <laughs> Those were the best years. Uh, when inertia played with Prince. All right, where are we? What, what the hell was I? <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, get to the name. Get to the guy's name. What's his name, Scott? What's this guy's name? Kriston. Or sorry, Christoph Herman. <laughs> hold on. Herman. Kriston? Christoph. Christoph. What did I say? Did I say? You said, first you said Kriston. Oh. Then Christoph. Christoph. Kriston. Christoph. Uh, Christoph Herman's. 
Dorfer. Hermansdorfer. Hermansdorfer. Is it? Yes. But the D-O-E-R part is real weird. Dor- still Dorfer. Still, it's just the German. That's German. It, though, that is one German-ass name. Christoph Hermansdorfer yeah. is like... Uh, I throw the yeah. pickle from the car. <laughs> the pickle is always the best weapon. <laughs> oh, you know, we forgot the, to celebrate the, the birthday. Pickles? Birthday yesterday of uh, F- uh, Philip. Philip. He turned. Oh, I know. Turned yeah. 99. Yeah. We missed an opportunity to yell Philip really loud on his birthday. And right. still has nothing to do with Jeffrey Epstein. No. No. Well, wait. Not him. Not him. Well, no. Wait, it's the prince of. It's the other guy. Prince. It's the other guy. Yes. Oh, he was a prince of. Son- Not no, Duke of. Duke of Earl underage sexual encounter. <laughs> <coughs> Andrew, Andrew, Prince Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, there's no way. By the way, after watching that Jeffrey Epstein thing, no way that guy didn't do what they say he did. Not a chance. Absolutely did it. Wow. Hundred really? percent. No question. No question. Prince Andrew put his wiener where it don't belong, and I mean that. <laughs> All right. Um, this guy's in trouble, and that's that story. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Wendy will be here. (laughs) Don't throw pickles is the lesson, damn it. Yeah, exactly. If you could have one takeaway today, it's don't throw a pickle. Don't throw a pickle. Uh, But do come back in a minute because my sister Wendy will be joining us. We're going to be talking about an important issue uh, from somebody who's got a question. We got an email from a listener. We'll do that right after this song break that Brian will introduce to you now. Yeah, how about a little little shoegazy pop, uh, which I totally dig. Uh, If you're ready for a song that you're going to want to repeat... I give you the band or the singer Rinse. Ah, ah, rinse and repeat. Get, get it? it? See what I did there? I do get it. Um, this guy's from Brisbane. Um, his his real name is Joe Agius, but he goes by the name Rinse. Has a brand new song called Trust in Me, six minutes long. So tuck in. This might be a good time to crank the music up loud. Sit back in your chair and just let it wash all over you. By golly, that's something to do. Um, this, uh, this brand new single came out at the end of last week and it's, uh, it's great. I totally dig this. Here is rinse and trust in me.
Hey guys, let's talk about earbuds. Earbuds. Oh man, love having those in my head. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, right? Not what your, I don't know, neighbors or roommates or significant other or kids are listening to. What the TV's trying to tell you. You want to hear what you want to hear. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. R-A-Y-C-O-N. Uh, we've team up, teamed up with Raycon. and They're offering 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash morningstream. I have a pair of these. They're right here. They have this awesome little charging case. Oh, look at this. It's got like this really rad blue matte finish on the outside. Here it is. Oop, I shut it. Uh, I got the earbuds right in here. I wish I could put these on the microphone so you could hear how amazing they sound. They're 100% wireless. They go deep into my ear so I don't have stuff hanging out or wires or any of that, obviously. And they block out the rest of the world. So, you know, don't wear them while you're driving or nothing. But when you're trying to, like, lose yourself in your music while you're on the treadmill or while you're walking the dog or while whatever else you're doing where you're trying to escape into your favorite music, these are going to get you there. And I love them. And I will tell you straight up, I was surprised. I'm real picky about my earbuds. These are great. They synced immediately. No problem on my phone. I also use them on my tablet. Uh, no problems at all. Piece of cake. Simple. Easy. Awesome. Unlike some other wireless options... Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone. During video calls, the company was co-founded by Ray J. Celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Melissa Etheridge, Brandy, J.R. Smith. You know these guys. They're obsessed with Raycons. And you will be too. So they started about the half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And they sound just as amazing as other top brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, boy howdy, that's the truth, and more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. So here's the offer. I want you guys to get a good deal. Get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash morningstream. Again, that's R-A-Y-C-O-N, buyraycon.com slash morningstream. For 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds, buyraycon.com slash morning stream and you people you're all astronauts on some kind of star trek i understand what it's like to fight your true nature this is the morning squeery Oh, I have to unmute myself. Hi, we're back. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, we're not, not going to hear you if you don't do that. <clears throat> that kind of song is my jam. It chills me out. It, it is so zen and so, like, ah, mellow. Again, uh, Rinse is the name of the artist and brand new single called Trust in Me. No, not a not a Jungle Book cover, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, good nonetheless. Yeah, it's really good. I dug it. I dig it. I dug it. Mm -hmm. Okay. For you some reason, <laughs> you dig dug it. All right. For some reason, my... Uh, Browser is being weird, so I'm going to try something real fast. Okay. I don't know why it's doing this, but we're going to give it a shot and see if I can figure out why. This might make you all crunchy when I restart it. Let's find out. Okay. Here we go. Crunch. Come on, Firefox. Don't be rude to me. Be nice to me. <laughs> I think it's working now. Okay. 
let's just here say some words. Let me see if we let's make it. All right, so this is me saying words, and mm. I'm hearing myself just for a minute. Is it trying to yeah. tries to figure itself out? Yeah, it's a. I'd have to reboot to fix it, so I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to not touch it. I'm going to let it sit there and just be what it's going to be, and you should be okay now. Say words now. Okay. All right. Here's me saying words again, and I'm no longer crunchy. Okay. Good. Yes. It's still a little bit. Crunch. It's, it's going. Crunchy. Away. Well, it's probably still figuring itself out. Yeah. It's still running its stuff. Once mm. in a while, I get a weird little browser thing, and today's one of those days. So suddenly just chewing up a bunch of cpu and i don't know why i've only got one tab open so i don't know maybe they're tracking me it's the nsa that's what's happening. <laughs> that's gotta be it they're totally it they found me brian they found me i don't yes. know how they did it but they found me marty all right they found me marty marty they found me i don't know how they did it okay wendy no answer oh there she is now maybe she does <laughs> let's try that again here we go i can Hello, tell Andy. Windy, are you there, Windy? Windy, hello. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Maybe she isn't answering. Let me <laughs> let me pause this. Um, extend your ground a little bit over your beach with terraforming, or is your beach your beach is locked? Your, that path that your beach is locked. It is locked. Oh, so you cannot. I, <laughs> I actually looked this up because I was trying to do the same thing, mm -hmm. uh, and it. In the in the beach is not terraformable in any. Okay, format. you can't terraform over your beach. Like you can't say, uh, "I want my ground to kind of go a little bit more over my beach." You're you're locked. You done. are locked yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. Anything okay. up to it, you're good. But uh, anything yeah. past that edge, you're you're hosed. Which okay. kind of sucks. All right. Kind of sucks. I I'm wish it would that. let you do I'm that. Fine with that. Uh, sorry, Wendy, that was an out-of-context conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about terraforming. Are any of your kids... Well, not, not anymore. Yeah. Are any of your kids playing Animal Crossing by chance? Is that a thing in your house? Um, no. Oh, well then, they'll, none of this will make sense then, what we're talking about. But don't worry. Yeah, no, uh, we, 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 are, we got plenty of uh, video games going on, don't you worry. Enough don't distractions going on. You don't need yeah, them. but this one's so, this one's so nice and peaceful and you don't nobody shoots you terraform anybody. beaches yeah mm -hmm. you terraform a beach and ruins ruin nature sort of yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway hey look who it is everybody it's my sister wendy she is a therapist helps people all the time with their real problems comes on thursdays and does therapy thursday where we help you with yours uh it's good to have you here how how was your week it seems like things have uh it's all it's all peaceful protests now right like that's what we got now yeah, yeah, I believe so. But yeah. I, I don't know. I am. well, unless you're a unless you're a Confederate statue, then it's not. Yeah, it's not then super it's peaceful. Not peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those guys aren't having a good good week. Those Confederate statues. They're not. No. No. <laughs> uh, I I just yeah. think you know does everyone who's all upset about that really know the history of them because no they are no they don't relic from 1950. They are well, not. They're not even from. Yeah, they're not even from the Civil War, mm -hmm. and they're also not history. History is in books and other records. They're just statues. And also, while we're at it, there's a couple of McDonald's, like Ronald McDonald sitting on a bench. Ones we could get rid of. And oh, those let, are terrifying. Let's get rid those of all the terrifying. eyesores. You know? Can we pull some of those down. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, get rid of Big Boy. Couple that, uh, Azar's Big Boys. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> the guy. That's what I was thinking of. We pull him down. How about that weird bull in New York? Actually, I kind of like that one that's staring down the kid. 
that was no, cool. but the the horse in uh, at Denver Airport could could use a, a yank down. Well, it's made of penises <laughs> and de- demon parts and stuff, right? It is. It's part of the Illumin. It's like the Illuminati secret signaler. Yeah, yeah. let's take it all down. Let's oh. do it. Anyway, uh, Utah's having a COVID spike, so that's fun. We're enjoying that. Yeah, yo, I'll tell you why. Just go to Instagram and watch everyone. Good night. You'd think it never happened. People are like, all right, now I'm at a wedding with 4,000 people. You're yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, got, how did this just happen? Got weird. I still can't people get my hair done. It's a lot of fatigue out there, like a lot of um, uh, COVID fatigue where it's like, I just give up. I, I want to be free. I, I think they also saw, they saw giant groups of protesters and went, well, if they're doing that, we'll do this but then I'm again some of this win. stuff happened on mother's day and then freaking memorial day which is where those cases have incubated from uh yeah. at least so far that's what the data is suggesting and that was before the the riot slash protest so i don't think that's a good excuse i think people were just getting antsy and wanted to go out there and do it so there which you is go so, <laughs> so understandable and it's so interesting to see social contagion too because, you know, I can observe it and go, wait, what? Yeah. I literally am barely able to get my hair cut. Yeah. And I'm like, and yeah. you got, and I have to do my temperature and wear my mask and I have to do all the things. And I'm pretty desperate. I dream about haircuts now. It's yeah. so bad. Yeah. I want to see your hair. We haven't seen it. I mean, you don't have to show it, it to us now. It's long and awful. And, and then here's the thing. You like, the, and so people are seeing other people. And the West particularly is where all the upticking is happening. And yeah. I just think it's, you know, you're all uh, cowboys out there. I don't know. <laughs> we're all and cowboys. And you're going to do whatever the heck you want. We're all cowboys. Yeah. yippee ki <laughs> yeah, COVID-19. All, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a cowboy. But it end. does it does make you go, wait, hold on, if they can do it. But then, you know, yeah. this is the worst thing about this whole thing. Is it's, no, it's, it's going to be, we got to be watching. Yeah, we got to be watching those uh, those spikes, like what's coming up after all of the... The protest, the Memorial Day stuff. The it's oh yeah, second so, wave yeah. is going to be brutal, dude. It's going to be brutal. Well, it's already brutal. I did a brutal. survey for the NBA because I I'm a every once in a while game goer. <laughs> it just depends. Yeah. Um, anyway, and I filled out their survey. It was quite long, quite thorough, and it was fascinating because they were asking, like, what has made us what made what has made me comfortable in places that have opened up or you know what would it look like what are the physical elements about it It was like they want to know are you going to come if we Mm. if we hold games next year yeah yeah and what does that look like and it was interesting they did a weirdly good job of making me think i mattered (laughs) (laughs) and i was like guys i I don't matter i go to like one game every two years but still i appreciate the time uh, to feel like I matter. Wait, so like weirdly Tim- that Timber, Timberwolves, Timberwolves, right? Is yeah, the- Timberwolves. Yeah, they're desperate for any fan, so it's. Like- <laughs> yeah, they're like the Cleveland Browns. That team, they don't really get the wins anymore these days. Yeah, it's too bad. Got, but we got a new new guy who has not had a chance to play yet. Yeah, I was gonna say he's all he's all atrophied now and can't do anything. I know everyone's gonna get injured and. Uh, anyway. uh, it's gonna be bad. But- I don't know how they're. I assume you know there's certain there's like fitness regimens they all they're all having to adhere to for their teams. I just don't know how that's going. Like, are they all in like their own gyms? I don't know. How, I don't know what athletes well, are doing you right now. Think, I mean, just active play. It's such a different thing. It mm-hmm. is not the strain. You can't. You'd have to. I don't know. And I think everyone's sitting on their butts a lot more. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Wendy used to play a little basketball know. and softball. You guys, she used to be a little. I athlete. did. Yeah. She's the most yeah. athletic Johnson we made. <laughs> is, that the, is that the basketball sound right yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> My brother is a uh, fight fight sound. My my uh, my older brother Mark played. He was a place kicker for football or something, 
but that was just you know whatever it's fine but he, he wasn't like particularly athletic or anything but wendy's the one that like carried the ball she was the one she did it Right. Well, I'm the done. only one in the whole family who yeah. do anything. The Korean, the Koreans didn't care. The Koreans are like, "What sports? Whatever. Give me some kimchi." They didn't care. That sounds terrible. It does. Racist. Yeah, Here's racist the thing. about my I'm own siblings. I'm all about uh, just calling it now. Now I have this freedom. I'm not. I don't care about white fragility anymore. Yeah. Now I'm. Look, <laughs> it's, it's time I'm to. Racist. Yeah, I'm racist. Uh, my my growing up with Korean siblings uh, was an amazing experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world because I feel like we have a weird insight on uh, some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. people yelling, go home, Asian, to your own country. You brought the virus here stuff. I guess Matt got yelled at a couple times or something. Uh, he has he, since this has I, happened? I, I think so. While he was out doing UPS stuff, know. I think somebody yelled at him. Um, I thought I heard that. He's I don't like, want to. I'm from Korea. <laughs> Who has contained the virus, you dummy. Yeah, the Korea did real well with this thing. We got <laughs> to do it there. Whatever they're doing, I'll have some of that. Anyway, all right, uh, we're going to get to today's email. We got one uh, today from somebody we're going to call, I think, B. Yeah, B. B, I do like B. You like B? Okay, good. Well, here it goes. Good. Just so Wendy knows what that's from. Hold on. I don't want to leave her in the dirt here. Here we go. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, we have this clip we play all the time. This is it. I don't like bees. So we always make fun of it and <laughs> do other things. Nice. But we like this bee. Um, he says, uh, just finished listening to Thursday's show and you asked Wendy for email, or sorry, asked for emails for Wendy's segment. Uh, how to be a good father during a pandemic when your kids are not with you. I am 50-something-year-old white guy with three kids. One is out, one is in college, and one is in high school. Since the divorce... We have had shared custody of the kids, and I had them every other week. They have been at their mom's house since early March. I miss them, and I don't know how to be a good parent remotely, especially with my high schooler. With my high schooler, uh, let's see, this is the gist. More rambly details below. Uh, uh, this just hasn't been okay. But let me skip ahead. Okay, here it says: Since March, there have been they have been at their mom's house. I see them when I drop them off and uh sorry and then drop stuff off yeah drop drop sorry drop stuff off that i have gotten for them i call them every now and then text them most days i've heard the oldest two in the past two days say things like "Ugh, mom calls or messages me every day unquote in those times i tell them it's what moms do it's their thing it's okay uh what i have told them is uh, from me is i love you i would love to talk to you or see you every day but you have your life too just give me, just give me when you can, what you can. Blah, I can't read today. Let me skip up here. All right, there we go. Uh, then it says, "Oh, browser, don't do this to me." Hold on. Okay, that's great. There it is. Uh, with the pandemic, my ex has been very concerned about exposure. I talked with my youngest about it. I said that if you are concerned about my level of exposure and worry about me getting sick and making you sick, I understand. If for the time being you would rather stay at your mom's house. Uh, he says, I was going for t- to job interviews and now currently working at a retail gig while looking for something more rewarding. Um, I don't have to be doing stuff with my kids all the time. I get enjoyment just having them around with just them being there. It's in line with my foo. What does that mean? Foo. F-O-O. Fear of... Point of origin issues. Oh, never heard of that. Okay. Oh, we should do a segment on that sometime. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, news. That's a new one to me. I don't uh, remember a lot of interaction on a daily basis with my dad. Uh, but he was always there. My dad would take me to school unless I rode my bike. He was there for dinner unless it was men's night at the golf course. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is that a thing? Wow. Men's night at the golf course? I've never heard of that, but uh, wow. Men's okay. night. Yeah, wow. I know. Like if there's any place that doesn't need an additional men's night, it would be a golf course. Yeah, it seems to me it's <laughs> mostly men's night. But anyway. Gentlemen right. only, ladies forbidden. That's right. That's right. <laughs> On rare occasions, he would join at the local pool, and it was a special thing for us. We would go to all of our events. Um, I am one of five. If he could, he never criticized our performances or extracurricular stuff. Uh, him and mom would play cards and stuff like life and clue with us. As kids, we were left on our own devices as long as our grades were good and we didn't cause too much mayhem. I feel disconnected from them, his kids, he means. I don't want to come across as needy. I miss them. I know, or I don't know how to communicate without making them feel guilty or communicate that without making them feel guilty. I don't want to be that parent. All right, so that's B's message. I can only say as I pass this to Wendy that I felt a lot of this in those in that early month and a half where my kids are literally a mm-hmm. six and a half minute drive from me and I couldn't do anything about it. I hated it. Yeah. Um, so we were, yeah, we were FaceTiming. We were Skyping. We were Zooming. We were doing all that stuff to keep in touch with each other. We were talking every day. We were texting. It. There was something missing, though. Like that That just proximal contact was gone, and it sucked. And I didn't get to see Van for like two months or something straight. And when I finally did, it was like the greatest day ever. So I totally feel where he's at. Um, we're also similar age. So... Wendy, what do you want to do here? How do you want to? And tell us about food. Just give us a quick breakdown of what that is, because I've never heard that. Yes. So food is just shortcut lingo, which is really obviously uh, obvious acronym. Uh, is your family of origin issues? Hmm. Um, family of origin is what the FOO is, and then it's usually about the issues. Right? Do you think? Do you think so, that's what Dave Grohl so was fighting? Fooey, really? F O O I. Oh, that's true. Fooey. Yeah. But do you think that's what Dave Grohl um, was doing? He was he's Foo Fighters is fighting your family of origin issues. Of origin, <laughs> no, totally. definitely not. Okay. All right. Just making uh, sure. No, and and so okay, if you and this is still probably most schools sort of teach this methodology when you you do an intake with a client you are mapping out their story and uh you know why they're there and what they need etc but then you're always digging into like what's your family of origin and so you usually write foo and then you draw a chart and the charts like it's like a looks like a genealogy chart where you have your exes and your boxes and the names and the siblings and then who's with what because it's usually a lot and you got to keep it straight and whatever. Yeah. Um, and so then you can see as there's anyone in the family with any history of schizophrenia or bipolar or, you know, depending on what you're looking at, mm-hmm. you're getting questions about their psychiatric family history stuff as well as any abuse and that kind of thing. So when when I think this person's talking about, um, you know, they're, they're taking their own family of origin experience and looking at it and then applying to, to what is going on right now. So you can kind of check in, right? So for example, and, and I don't know necessarily about this person, but an example might be because I'm, I'm working with a lot of people whose kids are, um, they're in a custody situation and it's been really disjointed, of course, because of um, COVID and a bunch who have had to cross state lines for custody sharing. And that has been crazy hard mm-hmm. because- they, they are not supposed to be traveling or you have to fly and all this. It's been a mess, right? right. Anyway, right. but the family of origin issue could be around, you know, what a father means or does or something like, and he kind of listed what his dad um, was there for him to do. And it's, it's creating um, conflict because he can't 
fulfill the role he thinks a father is supposed to fulfill. And so there's positive versions of family of origin things, right? But there's also negative ones. Like um, you were told all the time that you weren't good enough. And so <clears throat> suddenly you're not able to parent in the same way that before would help you feel like you're a good enough parent. And now you feel restricted. So it's really triggering the, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm failing, you know, stuff that really did come from another place. It's not actually just from this moment. It's from somewhere else that's showing up in this moment. So that's why it's important to get into those, into your foo, because you um, can see how interconnected your present moment is to things you experienced in your past and the mm -hmm. training you had and the, I like brainwashing. Sometimes we get brainwashed into certain things when we're younger. Yeah. And then they show up and sort of haunt us in weird ways in the, in the present. Have to so that's, that's about dig deeper to, to unbrainwash later yeah. on as an adult. Or just bring it to the surface, right? Of like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. My brother, blah, blah. And then here I'm having this thing. So one thing I'll often ask people is I'll say, you know, so like if I was talking to this guy, I would say, okay, when was the last time when was the first time you felt this similar kind of feeling? Mm -hmm. And we're going to find multiple times in his life, potentially, maybe even a very vivid one when he was younger, where this powerlessness existed. And you could say, oh, no, this is because of the pandemic. And you say, well, then you're not going to help anybody if you're going to stick with, oh, it's just the pandemic. Because that's it. Everyone's handling this different because everyone has a different foo or everyone has a different mindset or set point of optimism and pessimism, right? We're all just very different handling the same storm. Um, but often how we handle it is based on things that have happened prior and the skill sets we developed to handle those when we were kids. And sometimes they don't work when you're an adult. Yeah. So it's a fun, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do is dig into that with people because they are pretty sure they know their history and they're always surprise like a, an abuse history people would go oh yeah yeah i figured it was a problem um but there's plenty of just really nice normal families that create challenges in people's thinking and and so to dig in there and figure out what it does and to make some adjustments it's pretty simple and really powerful and it doesn't mean you got to disown your family right there's there's so many variants of you know tackling that stuff for some but, reason this reminds me of the whole the conversations we've had before about labeling your kids are giving them their, their, um, their role, their role. Yeah. So you, so the, sometimes you think you're doing a good thing by saying, Oh, he's my sensitive one. But what you're actually saying is, I mean, forget about all the issues about what that means about the sensitive one, but also what you're saying is the rest of you aren't very sensitive mm -hmm. <laughs> or she's my smart one. The rest of you aren't that smart. Like right. yeah. Yeah. that are those count as some of this, right? That's a little foo there. Going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then, and, and so much of sort of our identity development occurs in the context of your family of origin, right? Like, um, who you are in relation to siblings, or if you're an only child, you in relationship to the dynamic of parents eyeballing you the whole time. And mm -hmm. depending on people's characteristics, or, you know, like, I mean, we could probably do a whole episode on narcissistic parenting. Um, and w what challenges that creates for a child to try to meet the need of a parent who's a bottomless ego pit sometimes is, whoo, you know, like the damage that gets done. And, and, the, and the, the things you have to do to survive childhood when certain issues are, are so, you know, especially 
subtle and psychological versus, um, you know, well, my family, we have, we have to wash our hands before dinner and we have to sit there quietly till dad eats. I mean, that's weird. It is weird. But that if that's weird. all, that's all what's going to happen as an adult, you'll just be like, oh, I always stare at my food for 10 minutes before I eat. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, that's because you were trained to wait yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> right. So sometimes it's having somebody else help you go through those things. And, and, and going back to our emailer, I mean, it, it, he obviously has some awareness of this, um, but there's also this element of like, what do I do with this emotion that I've had here or there in my life? So exploring those past stories could be a powerful exercise. And so, you know, talking through with a friend um, or a therapist to go deeper into here's, these are things that have happened. And then how have I handled them over time? Because mm -hmm. currently your current skill set is usually related to whatever your skill set was the first time it happened. Right. So if you were seven, you might be still working with your seven-year-old skill set. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And that sounds like, oh, no, that can't be. And it's not good. <laughs> yeah. um, or you were 18 and 18 is the new seven because I'm getting old. Um, but, but that <laughs> idea of like, so you went and partied and got drunk 10 nights in a row after something occurred. So is you're now 50. Is is that the plan? Mm. Huh? No. Like you have to adjust and, and change and gain skill. And the, it's important to, first of all, have access to that information and to to recognize the pattern. Right. Which is huge. Pattern recognition is is crucial to so much of healing your present problems um, to see where they have been before, what you used to do, and then what do we need to do differently? This is, is repressed so, memory stuff tied to that as well? Like if you... Uh, something traumatic happened and you don't remember it? Like, is that tied to this whole thing? Like it absolutely can be. So for example, say you were, you know, attacked and abused horribly or there was an ongoing abuse sort of situation. There's the psychological uh, mechanisms that protect people are pretty amazing. Mm. Um, and some people will have some memory. Others will have very vivid post-traumatic response type of memories and are sort of constantly reactive after that. Um, and then there are documented cases where people have almost no memory of that thing and it emerges later. Mm -hmm. Now we have to be very careful with that because we can really uh, manipulate memory pretty easily. Like think about a, uh, an event from your childhood that you think you remember, but actually it's just that you saw pictures of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I'm pretty sure I remember this one hike when we were all in Lake Powell and you had rocks in your shoes and you cried the whole time. And I and Tara <laughs> fell and cut her chin open and we blah, blah, blah. And I was like three. I, I don't have a memory of that. I have memories of a picture and people telling me stories. Yeah. But it feels real. Yeah. The picture in my mind is the same as that stupid picture, which I'm in. So yeah. hello. <laughs> How old is I? Obviously, in not a memory. How old is I in this picture? I'm just curious. Do you know? You are seven years older than me. So you must oh, I can cry then. That's fine. Mm. I was afraid I was like, totally okay. you were 13 and you were crying like right. a baby. <laughs> no. And I might've even been younger. I don't even, uh, all I know is I technically would not have remembered that. Yeah, Cause I, you're a little it, tiny it, infant. You were probably yeah. not even talking or walking yet. Yeah. yeah. And so we have some history uh, in psychology that is not awesome. In the eighties in particular, there was a concern that children were being abused. I feel like if I could go back in time and I could, I don't know, control how the news worked um, and gave people like more information than they currently had, it would be magic. Because 
there was an influx in um, children reporting sexual abuse. And then you had sort of the whole industry going, oh, well, this is a thing. And so they started asking kids and there's there's documentation on this that, that's fascinating mm. because people were wanting to make sure these kids were safe. Right. And what they ended up doing is using sort of leading questions without knowing that's what they were doing. I, d I don't think anyone was malicious in this. I think they were genuinely freaked out and trying to make sure kids were going to be okay. But you can ask the wrong question to a child very easily, yeah. which is, well, when he came in the room, did he, you know, like yeah. you, because you're trying to get a kid who shouldn't be able to, you know, sort of linearly explain a story of abuse and trauma. Right. Like they would do that. They would show that through play. And we know all this now, but in the eighties, there's yeah. a lot of things we didn't know. Yeah. Anyway. So there was a lot of accusations against people and teachers and, you know, some, some really rough stuff happened and, you know, they couldn't problems, lots of problems that came of it. So we have to be very careful about that, about leading someone to thinking they had the memory. Um, now obviously there were many people who were abused, so it's, it's not the, you know, it didn't happen. It's just that there was some, right. I think it was one particular town that was really bad. But anyway, so that idea of your memory formation and that type of thing is, is tricky. Our perceptions are all a little hard to measure. So when you say, you know, is it related? Well, yeah, it's related because, you know, you maybe have been through something really tough and your brain has said, I'm not going to remember that. And then you hit, you have a, an experience that will pull up a similar feeling, right? Or put you in a vulnerable or scary place and it could trigger that. So people will have, have sometimes flashbacks um, at various points in their life. Sometimes people have taken certain medications that are psychoactive and have had, it's almost like the brain, the brain's like a storage unit kind of. And sometimes you accidentally knock, hit the right code and it opens the door and you're like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. um, and so often what I have found in therapy is that I'm, as I work with people and they get closer to it's safe and they, it's sort of like we're peeling away layers of things, um, then things will emerge that it just wasn't safe before to emerge. It's almost like the, the storage unit has a, a safety valve that just says, yeah, you're not ready for that. Yeah. Um, and then unfortunately, like PTSD is an example of like the storage unit doesn't work. It's not going to hold that those memories because they are too loud, too big, too scary, and they haunt you, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's very, it's fascinating how it kind of works differently for different people. Um, but I mean, this is all pretty extreme stuff. And, you know, going back to the emailer, it sounds like maybe his stuff isn't as extreme, but maybe there is some connection. Um, on top of the fact that this is just hard. It's a hard time to navigate co-parenting in a divorced custody, you know, situation where, I mean, it doesn't sound like they're, they're mortal enemies. So you imagine if it, you are also absolutely hating your ex and trying to navigate small kids going back and forth and, you know, oh, it's, it's really a tough time. Mm. So when you're this powerless to do much different than what it sounds like he's, it has a lot of connection to them. Um, and it's just hard is that it's the requirement of each of us at various parts parts of this pandemic life that we now live is to handle the feelings that are arising, right? Mm -hmm. And to deal with 
rather than what we tend to be able to do is have action, right? We just go over there and talk to the kid or we, um, we just need a vacation. So we demand a vacation and we go on one or whatever, like the things we can't, we can't physically do to avoid our feelings. Um, you know, I guess we can Netflix it constantly or whatever we do. Mm-hmm. That's now a verb, by the way, Netflix. Netflixing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in, didn't they, um, uh, the Oxford dictionary, something, something actually made it, <laughs> made it officially a verb or something. Like oh, that. really? Okay. I can't remember oh, who did it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember who it was. Somebody somewhere made it more official and I can't remember who it was. It may not have been Merriam-Webster. I believe it because it is a thing. But, you know, so I think there's a bit of, for maybe everybody, uh, a little bit of a a mirror placed in front of us that says, you know, like, how you doing? Yeah. (laughs) You're like, not well. (laughs) (laughs) Not so good right now. My hair's to the floor. I need a freaking haircut or whatever. Are you guys, uh, um, I wasn't going to say about that. I forgot. There's something about the haircut. Crap. I don't remember now. Ah, doesn't matter. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So my worry at the moment, and I would worry for our emailer in this regard, is that a lot of people did the work of the first three months, did the stay separate, keep, you know, make those sacrifices so that we can really push this down and keep it at bay. And scientifically speaking, it you know those measures where they were done show a difference they made a difference like we can now see that data and it made a difference and more of it would have helped even more but now we've got two things happening one people demanding i gotta get out of here and get my hair cut and then you have people now uh fighting for a cause that's you know a genuine cause but putting themselves at risk in that way as well so if we really do have a second wave coming I'm a little worried about this, the collective psyche of everybody, especially people in his position who've been trying so hard to make this right oh, or do it right, yeah. that they're going to now, they're going to now to pay like that price. One step forward, two steps back. Yeah. For it's all the work so it took. demoralizing. All mm-hmm. the work it took them to get this done, now they're going to have to take it in the chin again. And I, uh, I mean, Start over. Yeah. I don't know if there's any way yeah. to avoid it, but I wish, well, I wish we could. Well, I think there's probably no way to avoid it, but I do think there is, um, you know, okay, let's, let's make two categories really quick. So people who have diagnosable anxiety, depression, you know, some type of mental illness that is, they have been treating before. Um, I mean, they're faring better probably than the average because they have been working on those skills. Right. And Mm. they have um, safety plans already in place. They have a support system. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot that they've maybe been doing, which I, which I think is why when all this sort of went down, I just was getting thank you notes and people saying they're doing good. And my clients were doing, I mean, I feel like for the most part, it was just like, yeah, I'm I'm ready for this. (laughs) Like I've been ready every day since my anxiety began in 2001 or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have a bit of like, um, that then you've got sort of folks who just were living their lives and doing their thing and that had not been their experience. And then here is this strange experiment to live your life in. Mm -hmm. And it's highly stressful, potentially Um, there's fear and there is uncertainty. There's the economic drain of all of it. There is, if you are a caretaker for anyone else, you're now like worrying about others and their well-being in a, in a very new way. Um, you know, and there's silver linings and we've talked about that and there, you know, there's things that have been good for people and harder for others or whatever. So 
everyone's kind of doing it and we've got the the idea and the we're doing it and it's kind of wintry time and so we can maybe be all right snuggling up and then it's like it's hot it's beach time we're out <laughs> right yeah. and and information has been bizarre like i feel like they need to have one person from the cdc speak and no one else like guys mm -hmm. you cannot mm -hmm. stop confused like right. you don't one understand voiced. how it's yeah. ridiculous it's yeah. like having two parents that you know one says no you can stay out till 11 and the other one's like nope 9 30 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I and agree. what it does is it makes for a rebellious kid, and mm -hmm. that's what we've created. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think American we're pretty rebellious anyway. A nation of rebellious kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're all like thirteen-year-olds. Was like, I'm going anyway. Yeah, stop me. <laughs> right, and we're stupid enough to not realize it's gonna get us killed. But you know, it, so it's tricky. But so so take all of that first round, and then there's a lot of people who have had to dig deeper, and there are plenty of people who didn't do a good thing during this time. And there's a lot of really strenuous situations that exploded. Like not good things have happened in homes everywhere. Oh yeah. Um, I was talking, and, I was and talking so, to somebody about this yesterday. You were talking about how domestic abuse cases were just like skyrocketing. And cause you, you basically trapped these people in, yeah. in a situation where they're already volatile in normal circumstances. But now you've said, don't move everyone stay where you're at and stay together. And for a lot of us, it's like, yeah, I like my wife. This is great. I'm going to stay here with her. She's awesome. But a lot of families, it's like, no, he beats the crap out of me. Or he's drunk all the time. Or now we're drinking all the time. Or now the kids are in our faces and I'm even closer to popping off all the time. Like, it's bad, that stuff. Yeah. yeah and and you realize maybe all a bunch of situations were tenuous anyway, but there was at least physical space that could be had or or outlets that were outside of that relationship that helped and and so it's it's collectively been pretty traumatic mm -hmm. i would would assume and and again you know i always say this but i just want the research papers now like i want to know i want to know and you know like they've tried to evaluate how was distance learning for kids mm -hmm. and you know sort of report after report is like not good not good at all mm -hmm. right like we just we weren't meant to do that and to do it suddenly and you know, a lot of people are amazing and figured a lot of things out and were great, but the system wasn't built to handle that. And we lost so many kids just never showed up, never got on, never checked in. I mean, crazy numbers. Yeah. And so it, you know, a big old failure of for kids has, has occurred, um, let alone whatever else is happening in, in their homes. So, you know, all of that's very tricky. And then we've got a lot of people who have grown closer and I, a great way to think of it is the pandemic's the accelerant. It's lighting on fire. What's already foundationally there. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it just makes it go faster. So if your marriage was pretty cracked, it cracked bigger, right? Yeah. If your marriage was pretty strong, it got probably stronger. I mean, it's, it's, it just accelerated maybe the path you're, you're already on. Mm. Um, and I think this next round of things will be harder because you've got, it's sort of, <laughs> it's like not giving your kid a curfew and now he's got a curfew. <laughs> like, yeah. mm -hmm. There's no way we're going to behave well uh, around this unless, I don't know, unless it becomes a little more real for somebody. I, I've, I've now known, I now know about 12 people who've had it and all of them pretty serious, many of them in hospitals. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, it doesn't take much to until you have a, you know, firsthand acquaintance or friend 
or loved one to go, yeah, maybe, maybe I need to think this through. And, you know, and there are plenty of areas where there, there's so few cases and the hospitals are just fine. And then there's others where they are absolutely not. And so it's just a tricky, I don't know. And so if I, okay. I don't need, everyone knows this stuff. I'm just repeating what we all know, but all it's right. fun to get scared about it. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's talk about what like individual mental health first aid in your own sphere would look like. Okay. So I want each of you to give me something. Think of it as like your toolkit or your first aid kit. What do you have in there that helps you? It could be anything that helps you stay grounded, helps you. Um, relieve stress or sort of manage difficult relationships or, you know, fear or whatever, just anything that you, you've done. Oh. Just on the whole, like, wow. Yeah. Um, it could be on the whole. It could be, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, during this, yeah, sourdough I mean, helped me through this, yeah. <laughs> like doing, doing all these dumb sourdough recipes, even though I still right. can't make bread, but that's, that's helped me cope just with this. Yeah. Okay. But man, the relationships it's, that's tough. Cause, um, We've, I've kind of not really stopped talking, but I've limited my talking to some people during during all this because their opinions don't don't quite uh, jibe with mine as far as um, going out and avoiding yeah. uh, spreading things and, and stuff like. That. I mean, I know some hoaxers. <laughs> I know some hoaxers. Well, I know really some quick, hoaxers. there's some sort of initial data and um, understanding that people are sort of having two responses to being in lockdown mm -hmm. um, that are fascinating and, and everyone will be having a varying degree to this, but um, it's, you could sort of categorize it as becoming a little more self-centered, mm. right? And so mm -hmm. it's, it, it's a protective response and it's, there's a couple things happening. One is of course, just stress and then what that does physiologically to us. So a lot more sitting a lot more staring, a lot more, you know, kind of cocooning that occurred. And then the second one being compassion fatigue of like trying to be there for somebody else when you're sort of exhausted being there for yourself or even your immediate, you know, your immediate family members. Um, it's really common to have compassion fatigue in my industry because you're constantly having to express compassion and listen and whatever. And I think there's a lot more of that. So th take the American, how are you? Uh, we never had to say what was real before. And now people right. are literally stopping and going. <laughs> They're I answering mean... the question. It used to be just, oh, fine, yeah, fine. Yeah. 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 So we, right there. I love there. this conversation. We could just get out of it so quick. How are you doing? Yeah. Fine. I'm done with Right that. now yeah. we have compassion fatigue with yeah. just our greeting. We did not have this before. Yeah. So right. those two things are happening. So, so, so Brian, you're describing a little bit of like self-preservation. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, self-centeredness is a negative way of saying it, but it's the self-preservation a little bit of. Yeah, I like I think of myself as self-preservationist. Yeah, self-centered. Yeah, you are. There you go. You are a self yes. <laughs> Okay, that's a good one. How about you, Scott? What have uh, you? What are you on your toolkit? Oh gosh, um, so many little things that I do for just daily things, like time on the in the little breakfast nook thing on the porch with Kim in the morning before shows has been huge. We just get to talk and relax and think about the kids and you know, how things are going and you know, just sort of, those are our, our time to sort of just reflect and chill. So those have been important to me. Um, the things that have brought me the most comfort in all of this is weirdly 
Well, other than being able to see the baby once in a while, that's like that changes my whole perspective every time he's over here or we're over there. Um, but that you know they can't last forever, and he has to go home. So, so for me, uh, this this thing I've been doing lately is I kind of surround myself with. <laughs> I don't. You're going to probably tell me this is unhealthy, but I surround myself with <laughs> old stuff that reminds me of simpler times. So oh. I've been watching. When in junior high, I'd come home and watch G.I. Joe after school every day because I loved it. And Hasbro's running a 24 hour live stream of G.I. Joe episodes from the 80s, just nonstop on their channel on YouTube. And okay. I love having that on in the background. It's dumb, it's terrible, it was never good, but there's something about it that says, Hey, remember that? Remember when you were 12 and life was easy? Soothing. Remember when there were good guys and yeah. bad guys. Yeah, or yeah. A, yeah, exactly. It was a much more clear-cut thing and and everybody kind of worked together even though it was cheesy and dumb. It was still, I don't know, there was a sense of that. And the same thing goes for like you know, HBO Max came out and the number one thing I've watched on there is old Bugs Bunny cartoons from the 40s and 50s that were again being repeated when I was a kid and I've surrounded myself with the sounds and sights of when I was young and things were simple. And I don't know why I'm doing that other than it, it does give me a weird sense of comfort. Like it, it makes me feel like, yeah, oh, yeah we're well, okay. It, it, it's a visceral, like you can create a visceral journey to a very safe place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like music will do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Where you can yeah. hear the song and it puts you in just easier, simpler, whatever. Yeah. Or sometimes uh, no. music's really good at like dealing with the anger that I feel about a lot of stuff that's happening right now. So the other day when I kind of had a bit of a blowout online with some community stuff, don't need to get into it again. But um, after that, I went and listened to uh, Green Day's American Idiot like five times over. Because <laughs> that whole album, it's a great album to begin with. But that whole, album, yeah. that whole album has like a lot of resonance today for lots of reasons. But then it is also a bit of a throwback for me to a to funny enough what feels like a simpler time, even though it was in the middle of the Iraq War and there were issues there. But um, that's been a good way for me to blow some steam off. Listening to like Five Finger Death Punch and like some heavy metal has helped <laughs> with with moments where I just like I need to just blow off some hardcore steam. And then later I want the more simple things of like, hey, I haven't seen Secret of Nim in a long time. Let's watch that old cartoon because that used the thing I used to do with my sisters. Yeah, Secret Nim's great. Yeah, I love Secret. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, really, I think this is not a uncommon thing people connected to, and I think a lot of uh, like GI Joe streaming twenty four hours on YouTube is an example of some of these companies recognizing that need and providing mm -hmm. it right because. Hey, captive audience, and we're craving that thing. I mean, I think um, like a documentary about Michael Jordan coming out was like timely in many ways, but it's also, I mean, that era for me was just simple because of how old I was, right? So if we talk right. to people old during certain eras, they're just like, no, it was terrible. Everything was on fire, right? <laughs> right. And I think, you know, my kids, what will they remember about this time? And, you know, what we're doing and it we're playing a lot more board games yeah and laughing mm -hmm. and like so and they're not running around and i never tell them we're late anymore like they're having some <laughs> good childhood right now um but i'm the adult going oh my gosh what is this and what are we going to do so it it 
it's maybe just re- it's not regression in the in a negative sense, but it's a soothing, safe creating kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, those are both great ideas. And here's the thing: everyone's going to have slightly different needs here. Some are going to be um, maybe more emergency kinds of bigger uh, actions that need to be taken to keep them safe mentally or emotionally or, or in relationships. Um, but I would say what you both have sort of pointed out is something that's consistent, almost daily, um, that is is self-preservating and, and nurturing to some extent are going to be, think of that as like the foundation of your mental well-being that you've got to keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we all were doing before, but I think we were all using adrenaline more than we do now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like we're just stressed and keep going and run from this place to the next place and then go out and relax and then recover and then start working again. You know, like I think the, the hyper speed of it all wasn't, is not great for us, but right. it wasn't slowing down and staring at ourselves. That That's pretty hard to do. Right. And we've done it, but there really does need to be these sort of baseline care things. So to the emailer, if you're going to build your sort of, wellness first aid kit in your home when you can't have the kids provide some of the thing that they used to because you could physically be with them. He's done a lot of really good things where he has built connections and maintained those things um, even with the distance, right? Right. Um, and, and it would look like what other things do you need to make sure you're doing to care for yourself, your your mental well-being, your physical well-being, you know, cooking something nice for yourself, treating yourself well, um, you know, connecting with other people on calls or from your past. I think that's been an interesting thing I've had a few people do where they reach out to people back when it was simpler, right? Mm-hmm. And and just connect with them and thank them for their influence on your life or some way of, again, grounding yourself in the good that has existed and is existing, but making sure there is a daily something that, that does that. Right. I think people have maybe gotten used to neglecting them, their well-being. And this is, you know, once a, a vacation a year is not enough. Um, this would need to be a daily sort of caretaking. Back. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to have like a, a one-week vacation where they, this it solves all this, like really no, clears right. out that system. Yeah. It needs to be a, a like a consistent thing you just d- are doing all the time now to take care of yourself and those around you and and Kim and I are definitely bumping into that because it used to we used to think, oh, well, when this is all over, we're going to go. to, But now we're like, all right, well, this is still going on and it might actually get worse. So what we're going to do is every day we're going to do this. And these three things have to happen. This thing with us and ourselves and it's for us. And then this thing that we're going to do for this neighbor who's got three kids and no no dad at home. And they're, those kids are going crazy. So let's see if we can help those people. And then the third thing we'll do is make sure we're checking in with all our kids and make sure everybody's good and has all they need. And as long as we get those three things done every day, you can fill the rest of it with whatever you got to do. You can have the busy work day. Kim can have a crazy day upstairs. We just changed all the, the floorboard stuff or not floorboard, whatever you call it, the molding and, or the, what are those called? Oh yeah. Uh, the trim. Sorry, the trim, trim things. Mm-hmm. So she's in the middle of worrying about all that stuff and getting painted and everything and trying to do it on the cheap and everything. We can fill our lives with all of that. But if we get those three things we felt we have felt better. Like part of the reason I think I slept better last night is because we did those three things. And yeah. it felt good to say we took care of ourselves, we took care of somebody else, and we checked in with everybody. Good. We're good. 
you know, and I think I slept better, weirdly. It's a great, that's a great sort of pattern to just model after. If you're listening to this and you're like, I want to feel better or more in control, then, then pick three things you know will make you feel good and do them every day. So one might be, and this might be really hard, everybody, is to stop panic, drama, negative scrolling on your phone. Just stop it. Oh, there's a new so, name for that, by the way. I found it. Um, yeah, what is this? It's on, it's, 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 uh, I found it on the Urban Dictionary, funny enough, but it's called doom scrolling. Yeah, that's it. Doom scrolling. <laughs> doom yeah, scrolling. stop doom yeah. scrolling. Yeah. So it may be that you allow yourself to doom scroll uh, over lunch, but do not do it in the morning and do not do it in the evening. Just make a rule. Check that off every single day. It'll change your life, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Then another one might be move your body and make sure you take a shower. Yeah. And I mean, we're talking such simple things, but they have the most impact, right? Doing something big and courageous and huge takes a lot of work and planning and time and effort. That's not going to be the thing. You need a foundation that is really daily ritual of. And so everybody pick three things that make you feel good and you know they will make you feel better if they are done on a daily basis and do them. So maybe you're like, I, I skip breakfast a lot and I forget and I don't ever feel good and whatever I need to. And then just, okay, be, be your own mother or something and just get yourself some friggin' breakfast. Right. But then you just maybe have a little three check mark list that you just check those things. And, and it's really not a bad idea if you feel like you're starting from scratch. But I also think, so t take your breakfast nook where yeah. you're like sitting and enjoying this moment. To me, that's what a vacation is. Yeah. That is that's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. I'm going to travel a thousand miles and be exhausted to go find a breakfast nook to <laughs> sit down and talk to my husband. Yeah. Spend a bunch of money. <laughs> and spend and, a lot of money. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and so you, you got to realize there's a lot of vacation like moments you can create, but it requires ritual. It requires some intention and, and making maybe space feel different than it was before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's why I like a good thunderstorm that just like messes oh, with everything. Yeah. Because I like you're that like, oh, I'm it's in like a, a weird other world. Yeah. yeah I love yeah. it. It's really good when that happens. And actually lately we've got a bunch of those. So that's been kind of nice. But Fun. Uh, although this going from 95 degrees one day and back down to 43 the next is weird. Let's not do that anymore. Yeah. Please. Weather. Weather's weird right now. So. That's not great. Yeah. I don't love that. All right. Uh, well, I think this is all good stuff. I hope our emailer got as much out of it as we did, because we always do. And I know uh, the chat room always gets a lot of, uh, although I can't see them right now because that window crashed. So I hope they're doing well in there, chat room. I hope you're all great. Uh, anyway, text issues aside, uh, you can find uh, more Wendy stuff specifically over at realsteps.org, where you can always sign up for a, uh, a version of this when it comes. Well, you guys are starting a new one soon, I guess. Yeah, but. well, let me tell you what we're doing. So I'm going to send out an email today or tomorrow. Maybe I'll say tomorrow so okay. then everyone has a chance who's listening today to sign up. If you sign up, you'll be put on, you know, there's just like a an email list, right, as that happens. Mm -hmm. Sure. And I'm going to send out an email, and you can opt in or out. It depends on what you want to do, right? But about once a week, we're just going to send free content. Um, in an email with just a couple things to try and get to know both of us. Um, and then, then the actual program starts in August, but so through, uh, end of July or June and July, there'll just be some delicious fun recipes. There will be some psychological things, um, just a little bit of free content that's going to come your way every week. So nice. 
sign up um, for that. And then you can decide if you want to do the August thing. You'll you'll get a little taste of it. Um, anyway, realsteps.org. It's, like it's like a newsletter kind of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. Little and bit. also, I don't want to bug anyone. So please just unsubscribe the second you get it if you don't want it. Yeah. It's fine, too. Yeah. That's the other thing. Because I know how that is. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> my wife, you should see my wife's inbox. It's the it's a nightmare. I'm not yeah. as bad as she is. She signs you know up what I did? Is, is that I got mom's uh, email, Gmail um, password, and I went in there, and I just deleted I probably 200,000 emails. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and now I'm just slowly unsubscribing her from literally everything she accidentally signed up for so i'm so glad it's you doing that that's fantastic i know not weird and it's because i could do that basically it's because she hasn't been able to receive an email since november because it was full oh because she's run out of space yeah yeah and i was like mom how's that even possible yeah it shouldn't be possible i don't know so i have i have (laughs) dejunked there's nothing nothing in there now amazing adds for ads for Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> my my favorite thing about my favorite thing about her mother and technology right now is that she has for a very long time, for months now, somebody hacked her Twitter account. She never uses Twitter, but she had one. She used it a little bit in the early days, and uh-huh. I get spam from that account all the time saying, "Hot young girls from Singapore, just click here." This sort of thing from my mother, mm-hmm. from my mom's mm-hmm. account in my private <laughs> messages, and it's just freaky, and I hate it. And I told her, I said, "Mom, you're still your account's got hacked." Oh, I don't care about Twitter. Just let it. Just it's fine. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but I don't under- care that I'm helping slave labor be. Yeah, you're part yeah, of a, like an underground sex ring, and you don't know it, Mom. Right. You gotta like right. change this. This is not good. But anyway, I'll get that password now. Yeah, yeah, gotta we'll, clean up. We'll deal with it. <laughs> we'll deal with it when we deal with it. <laughs> All right. Uh, do check that out. Always good to hear from you, Wendy. I hope you have a fantastic week, and we will see Thanks. you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye see you. Good stuff, Brian. Yeah. Hey, chat room, now's your chance to say terrible things about me because I can't see it. So. Oh, there you go. Go, 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 go. Oh, oh, ee. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, oh. Wow, that was a low blow. He can't control that. Jeez. Oh, I, oh. I know. Look, penis size is assigned by nature. I didn't... <laughs> it's genetics. Genetics. I can't help it. All right. Here's a quick email uh, message from Jeff. Jeff wrote in and says, can you believe in six months it will be the five-year anniversary of the death of David Bowie? No, I cannot believe No, it. I can't because I, I would have said, oh, when did Bowie die? Uh, 2018. But it's yeah. like, what, no, 2016. 2015 yeah it's ridiculous it's ridiculous how much time end of the year 2015 wow okay can you believe that that's nuts that is crazy he died the fury road year what's going on what's happening (laughs) anyway uh it's like there's like you know a a uh fr and bfr before fury road and after yeah we need to change the way we do forget about ad and you know bc almost said dc acdc forget about acdc forget acdc yeah icy dicey icy Uh, all right, good stuff. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We are, as always, available to you uh, because you guys support us at patreon.com slash TMS. Tomorrow afternoon, you'll get a PM edition of the show you can only get by being a patron. Sign up today at any level and get that along with other great benefits at patreon.com slash TMS. If you're trying to get a hold of us, find our emails, find our voicemail, find our Twitter accounts, all that stuff. One place will get you there, frogpants.com slash TMS. And that includes song requests, it includes everything. It's all there. So mm-hmm. go check it out. All of it. Links to everything. Uh, frogpants.com slash TMS. All right, that's it. Let's get out of here. We got to do a song to leave with.
Uh, right, our favorite person, Joe Acosta. Now, not to be confused with CNN cor- correspondent Joe Costa mm. or anything else of note that gets triggered in your imagination, Scott, when he writes in. Mm. Monday morning, I go under the knife. This was this last Monday morning to have a hiatal hernia repaired. That's when your stomach is set up too high and past your diaphragm at birth. So part of your stomach is actually at your esophagus. <laughs> Ooh, man. By the time you go to air on Monday or on Tuesday, when did he send this? Let's see. It was meant for the 8th. So, yeah. this. Oh, so been. he's recovering now. He's recovering. He's convalescing. That's, um, that's good. That's good. I'll be spending the rest of Monday and overnight in the hospital, plus a week or so recovering at home. So welcome to your recovery week. Yeah. I look forward to listening while recovering. Please try not to be too funny this week. Because I'm sure it will hurt to laugh. <laughs> hey, no problem there, Joe Acosta. Yeah, no problem. We're not funny at all today. So. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, he says he wanted a cover of either Like a Surgeon, if one exists. Unfortunately, even on the Weird Al Yankovic tribute uh, album, there was not a cover of Like a Surgeon. Or a cover of Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny. Because it makes me think of Drifting Off Under Anesthesia. Totally does. That song totally does. Yeah weird uh let's get to that let's do that one brian setzer recorded this one on his 1998 album the dirty boogie mm. um <laughs> god love the stuff that he's done since the stray cats he's he's become such a uh, an amazing uh conductor orchestral conductor here is his cover of santo and johnny's sleepwalk all right we'll see you guys tomorrow for p.m those who are coming for the rest of you we'll be back monday there's a film sack this weekend other shows and stuff check out the calendar for more we'll see you then
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Be more careful on the internet. You never know who you're talking to. Mm, good advice.